Are you ready? You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of our award-winning school IT management solutions. Support all the elements for successful school IT management. And welcome to Net Support Radio uh, with me, Henry Platten, guest host today. And I'm joined by the one and only Al Kingsley from Net Support. Hi, Al. Hello, Henry. Good to be chatting with you again. How are you? Yeah, great. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Looking awesome. forward to another chinwag about some exciting topic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It's one of the reasons why I love our chat so much is that we get to deep dive into ed tech, have a look at what's happening at the moment as a whole, as a whole sector, but also you know, for net support and the, uh, the impact that you have with schools. Looking at the sector at the moment, one of the things that, that I see increasingly working with schools and teachers and kids is that role and the importance of empowering tech use in classrooms and giving teachers that, that stability, that, that confidence, um, that they know that sometimes it can be a little bit tricky, uh, keeping some learners on track. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I love Net Support School so much. Uh, for those people who are tuning in and maybe new listeners and haven't come across Net Support School before, um, do you want to give them a, a quick summary about what it is? Um, absolutely, a very brief summary. A Net Support School, we call it a classroom management tool. Um, In truth, it's classroom management and collaboration and assessment and all sorts of other bits and pieces. Fundamentally, it's a tool that allows a teacher front of the class to see all of the children's machines and to shepherd and control their behaviour, whether that be blanking their screens and saying eyes to the front of the class, whether it be launching appropriate application on all the children's screens or a website, taking them somewhere, showing them content from their screen, doing quick quizzes and surveys and testing their understanding, allowing children to collaborate between them and taking that functionality and more and doing it across different platforms and I think the point that you raise that's really relevant is you know there's an element of this is fundamentally a tool about having an impact in terms of learning but technology in the NetSport school function is very much a facilitator and enabler it's not the content it's not the deliverer that's very much the teacher at front of class but confidence is a key barrier in many cases to technology being well adopted in the classroom Mm. and often regrettably that comes down to the hard fact that schools spend money on tech but don't always spend money on teacher training yeah um but if you give a teacher a bit of kit and say that's part of your lesson and the start of this lesson you're now going to have confidence it's going to work for you while you've got 30 young people who are going to get distracted very quickly unless you have that confidence that you are in control and you can get to to learning at the right pace and information that you want to deliver it, it's, it's unlikely to be something that becomes a regular part of your tool belt. Mm-hmm. So taking the context of NetSport School, that a teacher can automatically power all the machines, start the lesson, log the kids in. Right, children, we want to use Word today, so click. It, Word is now open on your screens. All those 20, 30-second windows where kids are, you know, perhaps some are slower than others in getting going or keeping on task, a teacher suddenly has control. Right, I'm restricting all application use apart from Word, so you can't be going off fiddling with other bits and pieces. Now I want to take this content, let me launch the web page and take you there. That shepherding and stewarding means that time isn't lost, mm. and as a byproduct, teacher confidence is maintained and developed. And then, of course, it unlocks them to open whatever applications they choose to use, but they've now got that tool to make sure that underlying thing's there. 
Of course, with that connection below that, you can use it as a way of making sure that resources are there. So delivering documents and files out to children. You can use a handout and collect, so I can send you a Word doc, and when you finish typing it, I can hit the collect button, and it'll bring all 30 back, append student names, and it's ready to go for assessment. Um, one of the bigger ones, I think, is you know learning in different environments and age groups is changing. People are looking at flipped classrooms and the mm -hmm. way that things can be used. So one of the most important things is about collecting content that a teacher shares. When I show you a map of the world, and when I show you websites that are about world's travel and resources, gathering those together and the child gets a digital journal that they can take away at the end of the lesson and build on lesson by lesson. It's great for those resources to take away and study. Um, it helps build a lesson plan for future years for a teacher and of course if little Henry's unavailable at school that day, he's off sick, when he comes in there's a record of what the children use and the resources available to share with him. Lots of these things are about saving time. It's mm -hmm. a little bit like um, if I wanted to quickly do a plenary in the lesson and test on you. I could either use a tool that requires me in advance to go away and create some questions and create some resources to show. Or with an export with our Q&A mode, I could do that in a verbal sense, but capture digitally results. So I might say, look, I'm gonna slightly gamify this because I wanna get some of my reluctant learners engaged here. Mm. So the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hit my button and it's gonna randomly select one of you to answer the first question. Or I might say, right, actually, it's gonna be first to answer. Fingers on your butters. I'm gonna use some kind of traditional approaches to questioning, that kind of pose, pause, pounce and bounce, give children mm -hmm. time to think about it. And then suddenly the first person to answer is Henry, who's top of the list, and well done, Henry. So what's the largest planet in the solar system? And Henry might say Pluto, and the teacher might say, let me um, pass that to the rest of the class, and we'll yeah. do a quick peer assess. Rest of you, do you think Henry's right? Obviously, I'm verbalizing the questions, which means I can mm -hmm. scaffold differently depending on which child I'm questioning. I'm keeping the kids engaged, whether it's based on the competitiveness or the fact that it's random and they might be next in the list. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm capturing digitally how many children got it right, and I can group from that. So at least I've got some evidence in terms of understanding and progress during the lesson. And, it, and it's quick and easy ways like that that save teachers time. Obviously, in some of the testing modes, it auto-marks, which saves lots of time because you haven't got that, that to take great. away and review afterwards. But at the same time, you're keeping kids on task. And of course, if you keep kids on task and you can get them to the content they need quickly, you obviously end up with is more time teaching, more time actually delivering what the children need and less time shepherding. Um, so they all build together in a very simple summary as to what NetSport School is all about. And that, I mean, that's amazing to, to be able to unlock that flexibility for the learner, but also to deliver that time saving back for the teacher. That's, that's like the holy grail when it comes to, to anything in EdTech. You know, good, good EdTech supports a teacher, but you know what? It, 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 it needs to still be a, a good, great, outstanding. I don't like the outstanding term. It means it feels like I'm yeah. measuring an Ofsted. It's about good and great teachers. Yeah. You know, and, and great teachers want to embrace new ideas. They want to be creative and innovative. And, and we all know you do the same thing every lesson. It's not, it's not inspiring. It doesn't catch attention. You know, it's a tool. It's, you know, technology is not the panacea to everything. No. I feel like I say that on many occasions. I might be focused in the education space, uh, and I might be a great advocate of effective use of ed tech. But there's plenty of times where tech's not an appropriate addition. It's not yeah. going to have any actual significant impact. No. So don't use it. It's not like you have to use tech to be cool. No. You know, and so I think you know, confident teachers recognize there's a time and a place. And at those times, it can be a wow factor, and it can be inspiring, and it can broaden. And that's what it's about.
Fantastic. One of the things that, that you, again, you touched on when you were talking there is um, the role of, of different applications or, or different uh, documents, different resources mm. that teachers can, can bring in through NetSupport School. Um, tell us about the, the integration with Google Classroom, uh, which obviously you know, globally has uh, has been picking up a lot of momentum in terms of its use within schools. I've heard of it. I think it's it's fairly popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's possibly going to be around for a couple of years. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's great seeing how how Google Classroom has now started to to evolve systems. And I say, I know that you've uh, got something in the pipeline about how that's going to work with Net Support School. As Absolutely. Well. I mean, I'm I'm very agnostic. I, I you know whether your school's Google or Office 365, Microsoft, you know, mm. they, they provide a fantastic platform of resources. Yeah. And so like Google Classroom, we do something similar with school data sync and, and other solutions. Um, but if we think at the very beginning of the lesson, um, in a, if, we, if we wind the clock back 10 years ago, if any of us can remember that far back, in terms of the technology in the classroom, we'd be walking into a room where there would be 30 fixed PCs wired mm. in, mm. set there. And it's quite easy as a teacher in a networking sense to connect to you because I can connect to machine A, B, C, D, E, F, G or 1 through 30 in a fixed list and I know what machine I'm going to connect to. Suddenly the generation changes and I've got devices that aren't hardwired, they're Wi-Fi and they might have a random names or I might have children bringing their own devices into the classroom with them. So at that point I don't have the luxury of a fixed list of which devices to connect to. I don't have a fixed list of their names or their IP addresses because it's fluid. Mm. But when we think about a school that's using Google Classroom, and they have whether that's typically their Chromebooks, but whatever the process they're using, what I do have centrally from Google Classroom is a roster. I do know that in lesson one, IT this morning, I've got Henry, Philip, Simon, John, and whoever else, and I know their Google IDs. So with NetSport School, what it does is, when you as a teacher open the product, you can pull down and say lesson one ICT, connect, and in the background, we get the information from Google Classroom and we connect to those 30 student IDs, whatever device they may be on. And that allows us to really simplify the process of getting up and running. And again, it's back down to that. Do I have confidence in the product? I don't have time to spend two minutes with a class full of children saying, bear with me, I'm just getting up and running over here, young everybody. Yeah. It needs to be there and instant and reliable and, and consistent. And yeah. so... By integrating the Google Classroom, we always have fresh classroom information, which students are in which lessons. As I say, we do it with School Data Sync to pull down from other services as well. But it's all about giving schools the ability to say, shall I connect by roster information, by a fixed list of IDs, of devices, by a fixed list of students? Or if it's only this one class that I have in my school, I can just browse and connect to them. So the more options you give people, it's all about flexibility. And, and that's really the core of what we've been doing there. And you mentioned about the uh, the approach you have about being device agnostic. So obviously we've talked about uh, Office 365, we've talked about Google Classroom. Um, there's a third player uh, in the tech world. Uh, I think it's a Apple. I think, yeah, I think it's, come across I think it's Apple. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, so have you got some uh, some extra features for for Mac users as well? Um, we have. We have quite a lot. Both in both sides. So again, back on our little journey, Net Support School. Um, although we've been around. 30 years. NetSport School is about 26, 27 years young. Mm. Uh, it started off, surprise, surprise, as a uh, Windows for work groups uh, <laughs> classroom management product. And it's followed its Windows journey. And then, of course, other platforms have become prevalent in schools. So we followed a similar journey. And what we did, because there was different levels of functionality available within the Mac office environment versus Windows, is we had a sister product, NetSport Assist, which was our Mac mm. classroom product. Mac to Mac, really. 
And what we've seen increasingly with the different platforms, and we have student apps for Android and iOS and Chrome and Windows and Mac, so we cover all the different platforms, was actually that, that flexibility of how, how different devices are mixed within the classroom. So the first thing we've done is we've moved the NetSupport Assist product and we've brought that technology all into the NetSupport School product so it's seamless. You buy one license and we don't care what platform you're dealing with. What we've also seen is that quite often, particularly in Chrome markets, that not always is the teacher that's on a Chromebook. In fact, it's more common that you've got students on Chromebooks and the teacher's either using a MacBook or a Windows device. Mm -hmm. So we've, mm -hmm. we've, we've extended it so that from our teachers who choose to be Mac friendly, they can go Mac to Chromebook if they choose and they can manage their class effectively from, from, from their MacBook. And again, that flexibility of, you know, I, I don't want to buy a license for our business where depending on what kit you've got to go back and change it, you just want to buy it and have the rights to use it irrespective of how fluid that landscape is. So we've done quite a bit of work on that and that's something that's part of our, our new update. We've also done some work in terms of keeping things simple, which is always important for schools. You know, you're, um, you're using your MDM to push out your, your, your apps to your iOS devices. Um, and we have a range of solutions. So we've done a unified app for NetSport School and NetSport DNA. So you've got one app that you can connect to on the teacher that you can use to interact with a student and you can do your surveys and your quizzing and so on. And at the same time, you can open the browser within the app and whilst you're browsing, it's also doing safeguarding, monitoring keywords, allowing children to report concerns and everything else, all seamless. And again, it was a simple decision of let's make it easy, push one app, out to your iOS devices via MDM and you can leverage all of that technology in a single place. Wow. Simplicity rules, it probably keeps us in favour with the network manager <laughs> and from a teacher's point of view, you know, it shouldn't matter what device Henry's using, I still want to have a means of a, a way of testing and assessing what he's doing and interacting with him in the classroom. I also think that also means that teachers don't have to learn skills in multiple tools depending on which classroom and which devices the students are yeah. using. And that consistency breeds confidence, which again has got to be a tick in the box. Brilliant, excellent. Al, thank you very much indeed for, for your time today. Is there, is there anything else that we haven't covered which NetSupport has in the pipeline? Oh, wow, we have all sorts, but I'm not sure at this point I'm allowed to reveal those secrets. <laughs> Maybe at the, at the end of the year we'll have a few more surprises. Excellent, updates. excellent. Oh, we look forward to that. Uh, and also uh, between now and then as well, I know NetSupport's up for the, uh, the Teach Secondary Award. Uh, be nominated for that so that's for our that's for our work on the safeguarding side and yeah we're, it's, it's lovely I mean you know we, we're very fortunate that we've been recognized in, in many awards over the years um, but I think whenever there's awards that come from you know magazines and, and, and the judges are very much the practitioners and users of our product mm. um, it means a lot more to us it validates that we're heading in the right direction and, and let's be honest anybody who's offering anything to help with safeguarding should be entitled to feel proud about what they're doing Yes, definitely. Brilliant. Al, thank you very much indeed for your time today. Uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, don't forget to check out netsupportsoftware.com forward slash radio, and you can listen to some of the other podcasts there as well. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Henry. Hi, I'm Cameron. And I'm Izzy. We're from Westwood Radio, and we'd like to thank our friends at NetSupport for all their support. And we'd like to wish everyone a very successful bet 2020.